Welcome to Will and Way. I'm Mary J. If you have things you want to accomplish, if average isn't okay with you, if you want to build the future, but you're also not superhuman and want to enjoy your life today too, you're in the right place. Here we explore how to think better, feel better, and live better in brief but beefy episodes that offer motivation, the will, and practical how-tos, the way, so you always have a next step. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I am too. So you help ambitious, introverted women find confidence. And that's so interesting. I've, I've never come across anyone who specifically helps introverted people before. How did you get into that? Um, well, I, I went through burnout last year. I am an actor as well as being a coach. And um, I have struggled for a long time to feel like I, I – well, I was struggling for a long time to feel like I had a place and like I had a voice. And – um, I knew that I was an introvert, but because I'm quite outgoing and quite vivacious and I'm an actor, people are like, there's no way that you are an introvert. And kind of since the pandemic, I think a lot of people have started to recognize an introversion in themselves, but maybe like me, aren't actually doing anything about it. And I, after my burnout last year, I discovered that I was trying to operate in a way energetically that just wasn't working for me as an introvert. We live in a world that I think still sees default, um, still sees extroversion as the default and, or as the ideal and introvert as shy or socially awkward. And the two things aren't interchangeable. And so I realized that what I really wanted to do was to help women who were introverts and operating in extrovert traditionally extroverted spaces to find a confidence their way without feeling like they had to present as extrovert in order to feel comfortable to feel confident to find success because when you are pushing yourself energetically to meet the standards of extroverts around you it's 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 a recipe for for stress and overwhelm and burnout because we just don't don't operate in the same way introverts get their energy from being very um within themselves and um solitude and extroverts get it from the outside and so if you're operating in a space that is constantly taking your energy but you aren't then figuring out a way to to manage that and to kind of recoup then it, yeah, it can it can be really harmful, and it was for me. And so I realized that I wanted to help other women who were going through exactly the same thing as I was. Yeah, that's excellent. I know pretty much everyone at some point early in their lives thinks, "Am I an introvert or am I an extrovert?" And they, you know, they categorize themselves. And yes, you're right; introverts are seen as shy and socially awkward, but that may not actually be the case. Um, and there are a lot of people who are actors or are in front of people a lot who are actually introverts and you would just never know it. And so you may know you're an introvert and that being with around people all the time can kind of drain you, but then you may not know what to do about it. How do you fill the battery back up? So that's really great that you're talking about that because we need that. We need a full battery. <laughs> we do. We absolutely do. do. I'm guessing that breath work played a part in 
recovery from your burnout and in just everyday um, feeling good. Um, am I correct in that assumption? Absolutely. Yeah. When did you find out about breath work? Well, let me preface that. So for me, finding out about breath work as something that's scientific and that has a lot of different applications is really new because I always knew breathing was good for you. Obviously, you need to breathe and know in life or in movies, if somebody's stressed out or scared, then somebody says, just breathe. Like It's, it's going to happen. It's going to be in the script. They'll say, just breathe. So you know it's good for you. But I just recently realized, you know, there are all these different patterns that you can use and, and breathing like this does this to your body and breathing this other way does this to your body. Um, Huberman Labs had a podcast episode a few weeks ago that really kind of opened my eyes to the, the abundance of ways that um, breathing can help you. So I recently found out about all of that. And um, I'm curious, how have you found it help in your burnout and in your day-to-day breath work? Do you use it a lot? Yeah. I mean, I've been using various forms of breath work consciously and obviously not not consciously um, because I've been alive, um, but kind of (laughs) mindfully for a really long time. I mean, I was using breath work so much as an actor in kind of the way that I kind of project my voice and use my voice and and, um, all of that kind of stuff. And for a long time, I really loved yoga. And And I, again, I knew about the power of breath work and I knew about various different patterns that you can use for breath work. But um, I only recently, since since my burnout, or kind of I was sort of introduced to it last year, um, using it regularly as a regular practice, because I think a lot of people know that breath work is helpful. Like so many well-being habits, people know that it's helpful and they'll be like, oh yeah, I really need to do that but we don't incorporate it into a regular practice. And the thing about breathing is it's it's using a muscle and that muscle needs to be practiced like any muscle because otherwise it weakens and it um, atrophies. And if you want to be, the, the thing about breath work is it helps you to be, if you want to be functioning at, you're most present and you're most energetic. It's such an incredible way of doing that because not only does it help you overcome stress, but it also is is um, helps you manage so many other functions within your body, within your various parts of your nervous system, whether that's your sleep, your digestive, um, gastrointestinal kind of movements, uh, your aging, your other, other functions, including like it helps, um, in the, in the development of puberty. So it, it has so many, um, applications in everyday life that we just don't know about. And I think a lot of people assume will use breath work in those moments, like you said, in movies when mm. they're really, really stressed. And so they'll be like, okay, now is the time I need to breathe when mm. actually, when it gets to those stressful situations, if you have a regular practice, you're going to find it so much easier to move through that practice without having to breathe hugely heavily. And it's, you're, you're going to be operating in a way that means you are active rather than reactive. So much of the way that we respond to the world nowadays, because so many people are living in really, really 
um, chronic states of stress is reactive. And so if you want to be operating in a place where you can be, you know, have incredibly high cognitive function and be incredibly grounded and be relaxed and have um, a healthy digestive system, Breath, regular breathwork practice can be so so helpful for you and so I think that's what it is it's about using it not necessarily as a reactive tool but as something that is preventative mm-hmm. I love that I've never heard it compared to a muscle before but it is a muscle your diaphragm is a muscle yep and that makes so much sense that you have to exercise it just like any other type of exercise you know you can't go from squatting nothing to like 200 pounds. It's not going to happen. It's going to be physically impossible. So breathing you may be able to do, but you're not going to be able to just suddenly turn it on and do it right unless you practice. Oh, I love that. Love that. So um, can you give us, let's say, three ways that we can incorporate breath work into our lives to help with our nervous system? I've never heard that it can help with digestion. Um, so that may be one, but um, whichever ones you think may be the most beneficial for us to start practicing. Well, I mean, if we think about it in terms of regulating our nervous system, and you talk about digestion, we've got three sort of three parts of of our nervous system: the parasympathetic, the sympathetic, and then the enteric nervous system. But we're not going to go into the enteric nervous system because that's a whole other thing. But the parasympathetic nervous system and the nerve, the sympathetic are the ones that kind of people know about most. So the sympathetic nervous system is controlling, controls our fight or flight response. So like how stressed we get basically. And it gets quite a bad rap. Everyone like it, it gets yes. shunned quite a lot, but obviously we need it because otherwise it wouldn't be within our body. You know, there are, there are moments when it's right. really helpful for us. And then there's the parasympathetic nervous system, which is kind of on the other side. And that controls our rest and our digest. So when you are in that state, the parasympathetic nervous system reason it can help with its digestion is because it promotes the secretion of digestive enzymes, which mm-hmm. helps with that digestion. So if you sometimes when people are in a chronic state of stress, um, you might experience like issues with your with your gut you might experience bloating you might get more hungry or more thirsty or less hungry or less thirsty it's kind of and so that's kind of how it helps with that um and if you think just um anatomically the digest uh, the diaphragm sits just above our our digestive organs. And so right. as it moves, it's moving up and down and it's ma- massaging those digestive organs. And that again, helps mm. with, the, with digestion. So that's kind of, mm-hmm. um, and the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, sorry. So let's go back. So the reason that breathing can help with that is because like I said, the nervous system controls so much of our body, but breathing is the one part of that nervous system that we can consciously affect hence um kind of finding these uh, playing with these different breathing patterns that can help you to do certain things so i think the main thing that that can be really helpful for people for breathing is getting you into a is is regulating your nervous system so that you're not constantly feeling stressed because i think so many people are living now in a state where they are in 
regularly in the fight or flight. And because it's just a become a way of living, it, it, you might not even notice it. Um, so having a breathing practice, and, and when I say breathing practice, it can sound really like woo-woo or even like right. it's going to be a lot of work yeah. because it's mm-hmm. got work in It really doesn't have to be. Breathing, breath work really just means consciously affecting your breath or being mindful of your breath, not even necessarily changing the natural way that you breathe, but just being aware of that. So um, that might look like in the morning, just if you um, meditate or even if you just have five minutes in the morning to sit down and you're maybe going to read a book or you are have just sent the kids off to work and you've got a moment to yourself or even just five minutes before you start work. You sit down at your desk five minutes before you're going to start work and going through a cycle of breath, a pattern to help you just get really kind of present and grounded and a really helpful technique, breathing technique for that is box breathing. Um, you've, you might've heard of it. A lot of people do it. Um, and basically it's just a way to really get focused and get grounded so that you're not kind of coming, coming into your day or coming into the situation, feeling, um, bringing all the stress with you or feeling like you're reacting to everything that's happening but you are you are creating that space for yourself to be really present and even in just you know just a cycle of box breathing can help to really set you into that into that parasympathetic nervous system that rest and digest response and the reason is, if we think about it scientifically, we've got this, this nerve that runs, this, the biggest nerve in our body is called the vagus nerve. I'm going to get a bit sciencey. Um, it's called the vagus nerve and it runs, um, it's also called the wandering nerve because it's the biggest nerve. And it, it basically is, is in charge of our mind-body connection. It runs from our thorax, which is in our throat, all the way down to our abdomen. And it's, um, controls or it sends messages between our brain and our our organs. And so this nerve is, when it's activated, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest state, and puts you in that state of being really focused. It's when you can be your most... Um, uh uh oh god the, the word's completely gone um it's it's that moment where if something happens that maybe like throws you off your day or um kind of comes out of left field you're not approaching it from a state of holding your breath and and um like oh gosh i just need to throw myself into this it you've already set yourself up to be able to take on difficulty because you, you you've set yourself up for that you're not just reacting to it I don't know if I answered your question um but that's kind of sort of the main way it's about regulating this nervous system 
and the way the type of breathing that helps to activate the parasympathetic nervous system is slow diaphragmatic breathing, meaning breathing into your belly. And what so many of us are doing is we're breathing into our chest, slow, uh, quick, shallow breaths, because we don't get taught how to breathe. Yes, it's a natural thing that we all do. And as babies, actually, we're breathing very naturally. We're breathing into our belly. If you if you see a baby lying down, they their whole stomach is moving because they're breathing, quote unquote, correctly. Yes, there is a correct and an incorrect way of breathing or a helpful and unhelpful way of breathing. And as we take on stress, what happens is we start to breathe into, into our chest. And that shallow breathing is stimulating the sympathetic nervous system, which is our flight or fight response. So the, what's great about breathing and breath work is that it's like this cycle it can affect and influence our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems but it can also be influenced by so that's why you want to become really really conscious and have a a conscious practice about it so that you're not getting into the pattern of just continuously living in fight or flight because you're breathing really shallowly because you're really stressed but then it's stimulating the sympathetic nervous system so you're breathing shallow again you know you can get yourself stuck in this really difficult pattern and that's why being mindful and conscious of it is so important Mm -hmm. sorry for the ramble no no that's good um i typically breathe shallowly and i think it's from just getting in the habit of breathing shallowly for years. So even when I'm not stressed, it's just kind of a habit now that I breathe shallowly. So um, box breathing I've found to be helpful. And I've heard different variations of box breathing. Um, So for people who haven't heard of it before, could you give it just a brief rundown of what it is exactly? So the standard box breath is an inhale for four counts, holding that inhale for four counts, exhaling for four counts, and holding that that exhale for four counts. So holding the breath out for a count of four. Um, I think sometimes you p- people will do it with a, a different number of counts. Sometimes people do it with three, sometimes people do it with five. But generally, you can almost imagine it like a square So the inhale for four is um, vertically up. The holding that inhale is horizontally along. The exhale is vertically down. And then the holding of that exhale is vertically across. So it's just this continued kind of square shape. And even just repeating that four or five times for yourself, it doesn't take long, four or five times for yourself can help you to really get connected and make sure that you're breathing into your diaphragm because we've got so much capacity in our lungs that we are not using. Typically, people are using about 30% of their breath capacity, which is just crazy. That's, That's so much potential that we're not even, that we're not, um, taking advantage of and you honestly you are there are so many people who are breathing into into 
their chest. I mean, you can even notice it in moments, um, you know, even if you consciously try and breathe into your belly, sometimes you'll find that you're in a conversation and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, I'm breathing into into my chest. That's so weird. But with a regular practice, you'll it will you'll then start to notice that kind of thing. And you can kind of start to try and I don't want to use the word correct, but yeah, correct it so that you are using more of this incredible capacity that we have. Um, you know, it doesn't only have to be like Tom Cruise who can go and go underwater for for ages. It's not because he's superhuman. I mean, you know, who knows, maybe he is, but it's not because he's superhuman. It's because he's learned to, to, to use this incredible capacity that we all have and just aren't taking advantage of. Mm, that's so good. People listening obviously won't be able to see my face, but I was so cringing when you said 30% because um, I am guilty of not using my full capacity and I know it. <laughs> so yes, I will work on it more often. I, I work on it normally in the mornings. I do some breath work. Um, usually it's just a minute, even a minute is helpful. And mm-hmm. then sometimes I remember and I do it again after lunch, but I want to start doing it maybe even just a minute, but more often throughout the day so that I can more consciously and mindfully work on that. Because yeah, I know it's an issue. I know it is. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> and I, don't, I had never heard that stat about 30%. Um, that's amazing. Mm. Um, I've heard too that with your breath, if you want to slow down your heart rate, then make sure that you exhale longer than you inhale. Do you ever use that? Yeah, that can be a really helpful um, breathing pattern as well. It's almost like a, they call it like the natural tranquilizer. If you are looking to kind of calm down, I guess, or um, sort of set yourself into um, almost like a meditative state, it's really helpful if your exhale is longer than your inhale. Mm. So yeah, there's the different patterns that of the way that we breathe, do different things. So um, that long exhale that promotes kind of a a um, a relaxation, a, a, a yeah, a relaxing quality. But then there are forms of breath work that you can do that mean that your inhale is actually longer than your exhale. Um, the type of breath work that I do with my clients sometimes is called conscious connected breath work, and that has um, a shorter exhale than it does inhale. Um, and it's a, it's a much more of an active breath. So yeah, there, when there's, do you use that? so, uh, conscious connected breath work is, it's derived from holotropic breath work. So if you've heard of that, it's, um, breath work to music and oh, it's okay. a lot more active. It's about, um, the, that, kind of breath work is used to um kind of connect to um altered states of consciousness oh yeah so um similar to like hypnotherapy it's Mm. it's similar to that kind of thing um and it can be used in a lot of like um uh it's used in uh rewriting limiting beliefs like belief work and um uh, it, it can be used in like um, 
working through trauma and things like that that's not what I do with my clients but it it can be used for Mm -hmm. that so um Mm -hmm. yeah and that's much more of an like an active breath so this is what is so incredible about breath work is there are so many different applications for it like you said Mm -hmm. um but yeah if you are looking to for example if you if you struggle to sleep Mm-hmm. or you struggle to wind down at night and mm-hmm. you find that you know you're maybe like a like a TikTok scroller at night and um, because you need to, to to wind down a really helpful breathing pattern would be um if you inhale for four mm-hmm. hold for a count of say five and then exhale for a count of seven so that longer exhale is going to help you to sort of calm down and mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. yeah get relaxed yeah. That's a good one. It's easy at night, especially if I've been reading or working on the podcast or doing some sort of mindful thing right before bed, then the winding down can be really difficult sometimes. Mm. (laughs) So I'm definitely going to try that. Um, So we've learned a lot. And so the the ones that we should try or the the breath work that we should try is box breathing is probably the, the most standard that we can use any time. Um, using a longer exhale if we want to calm down, slow down. Yeah. And then I really like that last one because it's it's great. I think anyone can use it and it's easy to remember of the um, inhale for four, hold for five, exhale for seven before yeah. sleep. And then um, the other one with the longer name that I can't remember also sounds great. Uh, but I think that kind of deserves a podcast episode of its own on how that kind of breathing can kind of help you get out of your head and more connected to your body, it sounds like. Um, yeah. And just sort of what you aren't normally conscious conscious of. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about connecting to that kind of subconscious brain and it can help um, if you, you know, if you're struggling with um, self-sabotage or like habits mm. that, that you know that aren't helping you, but um or if you're mm. wanting to become inspired by certain things, um, that can be really helpful. But yeah, that's much more of like a, an active breath. Um, yeah. It requires um, longer. It feels more like work, mm. <laughs> that kind of breath work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, conscious connected yeah. breath work, it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, thank you for reminding me. So that one, I do remember that you inhale longer than you exhale for that one. So mm. I remember that point. But yes, it sounds like it deserves its own episode. But these are all so good. Um, Do you have a top resource that you would recommend for people who want to dig more into what breathwork is and the science behind it? Um, Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't know that I have a top resource. Okay. I mean, there's, yeah, there's so much stuff out there on the internet. Right. Um, I guess I could recommend where I am certified as a breathwork facilitator. They do quite a lot of like, um, it's called inner camp and they do a lot of, uh, workshops and, um, they have a lot of information on their website. So inner camp, um, they might be helpful for people. Um, Mm -hmm. but if you're looking for sort of just like a, a small practice, a guided Mm -hmm. practice, um to help you with certain things youtube is a fantastic place (laughs) like (laughs) you can basically find it for anything um if you've kind of done the box breathing or and you've done the relaxing breath and you want to try something else Mm -hmm. um yeah there's so much stuff on Mm -hmm. on 
um, YouTube that could, could yeah. be really helpful. You don't have to go down a rabbit hole. You can use it for helpful things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so this could be related to breath work or uh, not the answer, by the way. The answer could be related to breath work or not. What's one thing everyone should know? Oh, I love that question. Oh, I love that. Um, there's no right answer. Mm. And everyone is trying to figure it out. Mm. Yeah, so good. Yep. We so often get stuck into thinking, I have to know the right way, like there's one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. A second to last question. Can you give me three recommendations of good things? Could be books, movies, podcasts, vacation destination, three good things. <gasps> A lovely question again. God, you're, you're hitting it out of the park. Three good things. Holiday destination, Tanzania. Ooh. Yeah. Or live there as well. It's lovely to live there. Another good thing, tea. Ooh, yep, yep. You have a favorite? Uh, English breakfast, obviously. Okay. Yep, yep. The stronger, the better. <laughs> um, and finding a patch of sun and sitting in it. Ooh, yes. Ah, uh, that just sounds like a recipe for a perfect day. Go to Tanzania, get some tea, and sit in a patch of sun. Yes. Oh, can I just do that today? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. How can people find out more about you? Um, well, it, you can follow me on Instagram or on TikTok. I'm not very uh, – TikTok scares me a bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, Instagram, I'm genie underscore coaching. That's J-E-A-N-N-I-E underscore coaching. Um, or you can have a look at my website, which is geniescottcoaching.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jeannie. This has been thank so you. fun. Oh, thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. Until next time, let's live well. Thank you.